Hello? Good morning. I am so sorry about that. It's all good. Not a problem. All right. I'm going to do the intro again. All right, you ready? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Three, two, one. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the Danico Tart podcast. My name is obviously Danico Tart, and I'm here today with Lena Hunter, a real estate agent at Century 21, like myself. Lena, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Good morning to you on this beautiful, sunny Thursday morning. That indeed it is. Today, everybody, we're going to be talking about our real estate journeys, introducing ourselves to you guys, and giving you guys some facts about first-time homebuyers my target audience, and then Lena's target audience as well. And so before we get into that, obviously, we're going to introduce ourselves. So like I said, me and Lena are realtors at Century 21. She, well, Lena, you can give your story first. Go ahead. Okay. My name is Lena Hunter, and I am a realtor, as Danico has mentioned, with Century 21 Signature Realty. Um, I am a mother of three, three adult kids, TJ, Tyra, and Tyler. Um, real estate has been uh, been a passion of mine for over, I'm going to say about 21 years because uh, our youngest or middle child, Tyra, she was three years old, but I always had a passion for it and it does run in our family. So during COVID, um, that gave me the second opportunity to uh, sit down, study, and um, take the exam because I did take the exam over um, about 21 years ago and unfortunately um, didn't pass it. It is a very hard exam. Uh, Some people do pass it the first time, but um, it's slim to none. So, um, you know, I ended up taking it a second time and scored the same score. And I believe that score was either 76 or 86 at that time. And I think you needed an 82 or 92 to pass, but I scored the same exact um, score. So I got a little bit discouraged and then life got busy and uh, had our third child, Tyler. So um, life got busy, but it's all God's timing and it has worked out well. Yeah. And Lena actually comes from uh, Keller Williams the first, and she was there for... How many months, Lena? Um, actually, I was with Keller Williams for um, two years. Two years. So okay. technically, yes, I started my career with Keller Williams first. Um, and they're also located in Grand Blank. And Keller Williams is still um, a part of me. Uh, Keller Williams will always be a part of me. And they're they're like family and as a matter of fact, um, I had lunch with my training coach. Uh, not lunch, I'm sorry. I went to lunch after, but I met with uh, my my first training coach, um, Joshua Lewandowski, um, yesterday. So he keeps in touch, and, you know, they'll always be considered family. Oh, that, that's great. Yeah, Keller Williams, obviously another big real estate firm in the country, I'm not sure how much presence they have outside of Michigan, but obviously they're nonetheless very big. And when it comes to me, I started my real estate journey back in, I want to say August of 2022 is when I decided to get my real estate license. And so I took the course, 40 hour course that everyone is 
mandatory or mandated to take in Michigan. Got that done. And then I completed a few things that the course also required. A little survey, nothing too major. And then it was on to the hard part, like Lena said, taking the test, which was not easy. And it took me four tries to pass my test. I would analyze everything that I was getting wrong because they give you the number of questions you got wrong in each section. They don't tell you the questions you got wrong. And so how I passed, I would take the questions that I got wrong from each section, go back, study them or the numbers. And, you know, just trying to hone my knowledge on those areas where I wasn't obviously performing well where I should have been. And so that's how I passed my tests after four tries, started my real estate license, the process of getting that in August, finished it in March. And so now I'm officially a licensed realtor along with Lena at Century 21. And like we said today, we're gonna to be talking about first time home buyer tips and tricks. And so when it comes to buying a home, there are obviously a lot of things that go into the process and you want to make sure that you're one getting an agent that is knowledgeable about that process and someone you can trust. And a lot of the questions that people are going to be asking aren't going to be very complicated when it comes to first time home buyers, because this is their first home. And so that's what we're going to be sticking to a lot of the simple questions and a lot of things that are most likely going to be asked by first time home buyers. And so first thing, Lena, you can answer this one any way you might think is uh, best, but how much money do you think someone might need for a down payment on a home as a first-time home buyer? Well, as a first-time home buyer, um, the first thing you want to do is to connect with a lender. Um, I have received calls and I get calls all the time um, from people that want to purchase a home they see a property that they like and they want to take a look at it. So mm -hmm. my first question to them is, um, do you have a pre-approval letter uh, or do you have proof of funds? And a lot of times they say no. And so I say, well, your first step is to connect with a lender. Um, so what that lender will do, um, they'll you know, ask you for certain information. Um, they will need uh, your last two to three years um, W-2s, um, your bank statements, and then they will run a credit check. And then they do, you know, ask you certain questions because they want to know how much home you can afford. So they're looking at your debt to income ratio. So yes. I always tell them you want to start there first. And then that's when all of that has been approved. You got your pre-approval letter. That's when the realtors come um, into the picture. So a lot of people think they need 20% down. And, you know, some cases you do. Some cases you may need 3%, 3.5% down. Depends on your financing. We have FHA. We have VA, which is for veterans. And we also have conventional loans and there's cash. So FHA is a government loan, so and VA as well. So um, you wanna start there and there are different programs out here for first time home buyers. Yep. There's a lot of different programs and that lender will be able to help you um, with that. And yes. you know, after yes. you've been pre-approved, then you, you move on to your agent and they find you a home 
you will mm -hmm. sign a purchase agreement, submit your purchase agreement to that seller. That seller will either accept your offer or come back and counter offer. So there's a lot of negotiations um, in real yeah. estate. So yep. then once that's done, we have to, and that lender will let that buyer, first time home buyer know how much um, money they're going to need to bring to the closing table. Some people think, you know, that they just come to the closing table uh, with nothing as a buyer. Um, you do have to come to the closing table um, with funds. You know what I'm saying? And it's called closing costs. Mm -hmm. And the title company will give that agent a settlement statement. Um, it's called a seller settlement statement. And then the buyer uh, agent will also receive a buyer's um, statement. So you'll see, and the items are itemized. You'll see, you know, what the seller was debited or credited and the same yep. thing from the buyer. And then you'll have your bottom line. Yep, so, um, there's, yeah, so there's a, a, an advantage to first time home buyers. Some people think, um, you know, I can't afford a home. You will never know if you do not connect with the lender. Yep. And there are obviously, like Lena said, multiple programs that you can use to get your first home like VA in some situations you don't need to have any money down but there's uh there might be closing costs still so there's that to take into consideration or there's FHA where they're asking you to put down a small percentage of the home price in order for you to be able to get in that home and with that one there are more strict restrictions uh as far as safety precautions and things that are going to not allow you to get that loan if they're not taken care of before or the, there are things that are going to not allow you to get that loan if they're not taken care of and so that's really what it comes to when it comes to uh down payment you're going to want to find out what you're looking for what you qualify for like lena said and then figure out from there what you can afford um when it comes to credit scores because credit is very important and when it comes to credit scores you're going to use that to determine what kind of interest rate you're going to be getting. What kind of credit score do you think somebody should be aiming to have when they're trying to buy their home for the first time? Um, first time uh, home buyers, mainly there's programs. They want your credit score to at least be 680. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, not 680, 620. 620. Mm, okay. I'm multitasking okay. here, but uh, 620. Um, is a decent credit score, yeah. so 620 and up. Um, so they'll look at that first. Uh, some people tend to get a little discouraged because they may not have that 620 credit score. Um, but that's when you, if there's nothing to be um, ashamed or embarrassed about, there's people here to help you. Yep. You know, we as realtors, you know, we want to see um, our clients succeed and become, whether it's a first time home owner or someone that's purchasing their second home or, you know, rental property. Um, that's our job. And, mm -hmm. you know, we, we get fulfillment, um, out of helping cause we want to see, you know, we want to see our clients reach their goals and we're here to help. So, you know, that, that, that lender will tell you, and then there's also people who, um, 
can be pulled in to help you with your credit score, look over your credit report and tell you what you need, you know, um, hey, pay this bill off or, you know, let's set, put together a six month plan. You yes. know what I'm saying? Um, yes. It may take a year. It may take two years, but that's okay because mm -hmm. we're striving to reach that goal, helping our clients to become um, yes. a homeowner. So sometimes there's discrepancies on your credit report. So that's why it's always important to order that annual credit report. And everyone is entitled to one free credit report a year. And mm -hmm. I believe you can go to uh, freeannualcreditreport.com yep. and order that credit report. Because believe it or not, a lot of times there are discrepancies. Yep. And that um, credit counselor, you know, will help you. Um, they'll send in a letter to dispute that. So, you know, that's important as well. Yep, I've recently actually been on that website to grab my credit score myself. And so that'll be linked in the description if you guys are interested in going to see your credit score. Even if you're not interested in getting a house right now, it is something to keep up on and just make sure you're aware of. And like Lena said, if your credit score isn't great, there is a path to getting it better. Obviously, you just have to make sure you're conscious of the situation you're in now and you meet with a realtor like me or Lena or someone you're comfortable with and set a plan up to pay off debts, get your credit score up and do things in that nature that are going to help your credit score. Uh, another question. These are some of the most frequently asked questions, by the way, when it comes to first time home buyers and things of that nature. Another frequently asked question in uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Nonetheless, another frequently asked question is, how do I find the right real estate agent? Um, how to find the right real estate agent. Um, basically, what I tell people when they're looking for a realtor, you have the right to shop around. You yep. have the right to interview, you know, mm -hmm. different realtors. And it's like, you know, trying on shoes just because I wear size nine, just because I wear size nine does not mean every shoe is going to fit me comfortably. So you want to be able to be comfortable with your selection as well. Um, and I've been interviewed, you know, uh, to list a house. I've done listing presentations and, you know, just know I did really well, but yeah. I've lost some. You know yep. what I'm saying? For whatever reason or not, and it's okay. And I'm, you know, I walk away confident knowing that I gave all, gave my all in that listing presentation. And then I never walk away, you know, with a negative mindset. You know, I always say, okay, I didn't get that one. What could I, could I had have done differently? Yes. Um, and I may call back and say, you know, hey, I always send a letter. Thank you for your time. I greatly appreciate it. You know, but what is it that I could have done, you know, to get this listing? And I've had, um, you know, a client tell me that the realtor that they um, interview after me, um, you know, said they would list that home $10,000 more than what I suggested that I would list it. But we as realtors, we have homework. So I always do my homework. And uh, Danico, you're familiar with the uh, comparable market analysis, which is a tool 
that pulls in about 10 properties that have sold in that area. Um, we get to see the properties that are uh, active. We see the properties that are pending and we see the properties that have sold. So it gives us the average price, you know, the, the highest price, the lowest price. So, you know, we pull that information. So a lot of times we go in and, you know, we may have a client tell us, hey, you know, um, we want to list it for this amount. Regardless of what you show them on paper, you know, they have in their mindset what they want to list that property for because they might have a mortgage, you yep. know, that they want to pay off. And then they, they'll say, well, hey, you know, I need this amount to pay a mortgage off, but I also need extra money to do this where it's to, you know, put down on their second home or whatnot. Yeah. And uh, there's been situations where although I've done my homework, you know, I try to um, converse with them and give them everything on paper. And I've had situations where I said, okay, yes, we'll list this home at what you suggest, but here is what I would suggest and we'll see how it goes. And if it does not sell, we have to come back to the table and do a price drop. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But you want to list that home in the market that we have, whatever area that is, that you know that home is going to sell. If yeah. it's too high, it's going to be sitting. And I've, and I've had property sitting. Yeah. And you never want a property to sit for a long time because it obviously means that it's either priced too high or there's just something that's not going on right with the listing. And when it comes to picking a real estate agent, you also want to make sure that that agent is familiar with the area and that they're at least somewhat familiar with the area and comfortable in that area. And so that in itself is going to just innately give them a more keen sense of what's going on in that area. And it's more in my head, at least better to have somebody who's lived in the area for 10 years, 10, 15 years versus getting a realtor from outside of a city to try and buy a house in a city that you live in. And that to me just makes sense because like I said, you want somebody who's familiar with the area, knows where things might be going up in the next few years, knows knows where construction, construction might be happening and uh, beneficial or detrimental things in the community might be happening. And so when it comes to picking a real estate agent, there are a few things like that that you want to pay attention to. Next, question I have, Lena, and I'll answer this one first, is what should I look for when viewing potential homes? Now, there are a lot of factors, obviously, that you want to take into account. You want to know the market, know the real estate area, and know, or at least have somewhat of an idea if the market's going up, going down, or if it's neutral right now, if things are, you know, kind of stagnant. You want to obviously consider your lifestyle. Each area has a different kind of lifestyle that will suit the buyer and whether you're living in a very hot area or a cold area you're going to want to take that into account obviously if you're someone who likes those type of climates or someone who doesn't like those type of climates and you want to look for in my opinion resale value that might be me as an investor but you don't want to just buy a house because you like the color, like the place, like you obviously want to make sure you're making a good business purchase as well, because it is a big investment and it's usually the biggest purchase people make in their lives. And so when you're looking for potential homes, 
like I said, you want to make sure you're taking into account the potential resale value, maybe a little bit, you know, don't like overwhelm yourself with that because if you're not looking for an investment property, then it's not going to be at the top of your mind, but it is something you should take into account, take into account the location, uh, you know, school districts, crime rates, thing like that. If you're worried about that school district is a very common one. People are, um, worried about because obviously they want their kids to have a great education and you want to consider the condition of the home when you're buying it as well uh if it's not in great condition you are going to put some money into it to fix it up and get it running in the sense of to the point where you're able to live in it and so those are a few things i think that you should look for when looking for potential homes lena anything you want to add there um all those things that you uh, listed or called off are exactly right. Um, if you have children, of course, you want to look at the school district. Um, so that's very important. Um, and there's also a tool that I use um, and I'm not getting or receiving any um, proceeds or anything for um, this but or advertising but um yeah, i do sponsored. use the tool right i do use a tool um called list report and it brings up uh the school districts it show you the ratings of the school district um so there's great information in that report and it also pulls up eateries um in the area so if you are a restaurant connoisseur um, it will pull those up, but that information is also um, in the reports. It'll show you uh, the hospitals that are um, close by. So basically all your resources that um, that's near uh, that um, interested property. So I use that um, report uh, as well. So if my clients do have questions, you know, I'm, I'm able to answer them. And sometimes as realtors, we might not know the answer, but, you know, we will tell them, hey, I'll get back with you on that. And uh, we do. So there's there's a lot of things to consider um, when you're purchasing a home. And you did mention uh, the resale value. So we know a couple years ago, um, the market was booming because of the interest rates. Um, yes. We hadn't seen the interest rates that low. And I don't know how long i don't know if that was the first time not for sure so people who were looking for homes um that was a great time uh for them because of the interest rates were low like two point something percent yeah. um we had uh homeowners who weren't even thinking of selling their home but since the interest rates were low hey this might be a good time to sell and at that time we saw um multiple offers on homes, 15, 16, 17 offers on homes. Uh, people were actually um, offering more than what the home was listed for. And at that time, it was the supply and demand. The supply was short and the demand was, you know, huge. Mm -hmm. um, it was large. So at that time, I ran across um, competition uh, with buyers, you know, um, I was working as a buyer's agent and also a listing agent as well, but people were actually um, submitting offers and offering a appraisal guarantee. 
So if the home did not come in, you know, at that listed value, and some people were offering above and more, they were coming out of pocket and paying the difference. So even at that time, we as realtors, you know, had to inform our clients, or at least I, you know, did say, hey, think about this, because, you know, if you have to turn around and sell this home, you don't want to be underwater, because yeah. you're not going to get what you pay for it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you had those who still, you know, were submitting appraisal guarantees. So it was very, um, very competitive among buyers there, you know, at yes. that time. So I got to uh, experience that. Yeah. And uh, what would you say the market is looking like right now, Lena, in your opinion? My opinion, um, I've been busy. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I want to thank God for that. Um, yeah. And to me, um, I always tell people homes are always going to be for sale. You know, yes. people yep. move for different reasons, um, whether they're retiring, you know, they're moving to a warmer climate, um, divorce, you know, happens, things happen. So people um, may be going through a divorce and they have to split their assets, um, start over, you know, they're going to list their home. And mm -hmm. then you also have um, people who have uh, kids who are graduating from high school, going off to college or in college and have graduated and they're looking to downsize. So I, you know, homes will always be on the market and we see it every day. You know, um, we use the MLS, which is known as the multiple listing service. Homes are listed every day. Um, so, you know, I look at it like that, but then, you know, the interest rate, um, that determines a lot too. Uh, so when the interest rates are low, you know, there's a, a, a high demand. Um, and then when they start raising the interest rates, you know, some people kind of step back and say, well, hey, now's not a good time for me. I'll yes. just wait, you know, till the interest rates start to drop. But, yes. you know, even during that time, I always tell people, well, hey, you know, if you're ready, now it could be the time because you always have the opportunity to refinance that mortgage. Yep. And I would say right now the market is probably in a bit of a, I, I want to say neutral, kind of heading on the downturn, because that's what I am hearing in a lot of videos I'm watching. Uh, you'll see on the MLS that houses are kind of being priced on the, not lower side, but things aren't as obviously they're not soaring like they were back when COVID first started, like Lena was saying, when interest rates were still, when they were really low. And so um, they are kind of neutral right now, not really making too many spikes or dips. And so the market is at a not unique spot because we've been neutral before, but it's not a bad time to try to sell or try to buy a house, in my opinion, because like I said, prices are pretty stable they're not soaring or dipping too highly and so you can kind of get a good idea what your what your house is accurately priced for and hopefully you can get a buy yourself that's what you're looking for um right next i have 
couple more questions, a couple more topics we can discuss over, and then we can kind of glaze over everything that we've touched here if you want to, Lena. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. So what kind of expenses should I expect during the home buying process? Quickly, obviously, we have the closing expenses that are going to be uh, required at the end of the home buying process. So whatever debts is owed to the seller or the buyer, vice versa, whichever one is required, you're going to have those. You're going to have fees for drawing up contracts, things like that. And yeah, and that that fee is known as a transaction um, transaction fee. Mm-hmm. And Sorry. firms will have a usually a set price for that. And I know ours is around three hundred two ninety five. Yep, it's right two hundred ninety five dollars. Yep. And so there are a few things that can add up when it comes to closing. And so, like Lena said earlier, people think they can come to closing and not have to pay anything. There usually is some kind of debt that's paid to the seller or the buyer. For example, when I was taking my real estate test, there was the example that if the seller prepaid the property taxes for that year and the buyer bought the tax, bought the house in the middle of the year, then they have to reimburse the seller for those taxes for the back half of that year. And so that's just one of the examples as to what you could be paying during closing. Uh, I actually haven't been to many closings myself because as many of you may know, if you're familiar with me, I am new to the real estate game. And so we're still looking to get that first deal. So if you guys are looking to sell your house or buy a house in the Swartz Creek, Grand Blanc, Fenton, or Flint area, you can reach out to me or Lena and we can help happily help you do that here at Century 21. And with that being said, Lena, do you know, uh, well, of course you know, but what are some other closing expenses that people can expect at closing? Um, I think you pretty much covered them all. Um, there's a transaction fee and here at Century 21, it's uh, $295. And it's very important to always look at your seller's um, statement, your closing statement. Mm-hmm. Um, because it will have the debit and credit um, items on there. Mm-hmm. And then there is a title search that you want to do when you list a property. Um, a title search is, you know, you find a title company and you want to run a title search to make sure that there's no liens on the property. So as you move forward, um, you receive your purchase agreement, then, you know, the title company will move on to keep the ball rolling or the wheels turning and continue their title search. So there is a fee, you know, that you have to pay the title company and you don't have to bring that to the table. They will deduct that um, out of your, your proceeds. Oh, okay. So with the title search, you know, um, you always want to get a title search because you want to make sure there's no liens. There's no mechanical liens. And a mechanical lien could be, you know, someone that was a contractor doing work on your home. Let's say maybe um, installing a roof and there was an agreement made and, uh, you know, you pay half up front before they start and pay the other half when they're done. And what if you didn't pay that bill off? that contractor has a right to put a mechanical lien on your property. So, you know, if there's any liens, the uh, 
title company, you know, they're going to pay those liens first. So that money comes out of your, your proceeds. So, you know, it's important um, to always look at your paperwork and um, it's a lot of paperwork and some people, you know, don't read the fine print, um, but title companies make mistakes too. Um, And if you have a mortgage, they're going to pay that mortgage off, you know, for the seller first. So they'll ask for a um, authorization, um, a mortgage authorization form, and they'll send that in to the mortgage company um, on a purchase agreement. You have a, uh, your closing date, of course. So they will ask for the payment with your, um, your principal and interest up to that date. You know, that's your uh, cutoff. So they have to pay that mortgage off before you receive um, your, your monies, if there is a mortgage. Yeah. And that really does it for closing costs. There aren't too many. There's usually like, I want to say, as far as I've learned, anywhere from four to four to 10 things that could be listed on there. And those can vary, like we said, as far as transfer fees or transaction fees, and those will all be listed on the closing statement. Uh, Finally, I have a question that is commonly asked kind of, I guess, by people in their 20s because people in their 20s are, it's it's hard because usually they're renting or they're trying to figure out what they want to do with life. And, you know, people in their 20s are usually all over the place. But a common question that you hear is, should I buy or rent a home? And it's a good question because it really is very situational. But my opinion as uh, you know, a realtor now is I can't see myself paying somebody else over time to make them more wealthy. I mean, obviously it's not always, uh, you're not always in a position to go buy a home, but if you have the means and you have an idea of, you know, what you want to do in the next five to 10 years, then I would say you're probably in a position to where you should consider buying a home or at least looking at some type of an investment property where you could potentially use an FHA loan to live in one part of the house and rent out the other side of the house, which is something that I'm interested in doing eventually. But buying or renting, um, you want to consider <coughs> buying a home because you're not paying someone else over the time, over the long term, paying someone else's house note off, you're paying your own house note, you're putting equity in your pocket versus somebody else. And I just think from a really basic level, like from a really, I should say logistical standpoint that buying a home is a better investment in yourself versus renting. But like I said, I know that it's not always viable for everybody. But Lena, what do you think people should uh, take take into consideration when it comes to buying or renting a home? Um, first of all, I think you want to look at the big picture. Um, you never want to get too far in over your head. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, robbing Peter to pay Paul. And as we know, um, a home is one of the biggest investments you will make or is the biggest, biggest investment, um, you will make. It's not like a car, 
because we know when you go and purchase a car, as soon as you drive it off the lot, it depreciates. Um, So your home has value and, you know, it appreciates um, as opposed to depreciating. So you want uh, to look at that. You want to be comfortable. Um, And, you know, starting off, uh, first time home buyers, that is your, your first home. You know, so sometime you may have to start, you know, here and live there for five years, six years, seven years or whatnot. And you're able to save to move on to that next, that second home. Because say, for example, if you're single, you know, you're buying your first home. Of course, you're not going to need a four bedroom home, three bath, uh, 3,000 square feet or whatnot. Mm -hmm. For example, you might be, um just graduated from college or whatnot and you're looking for a home and then life happens you get married and of course you're going to increase okay now you have your spouse and you're planning a family you know you're going to need more space so it's okay to start at point a to get to point b so look at the bigger picture you know um so that that would be uh my advice and and i believe um you know if you really truly desire to be a homeowner you can be but there's uh steps that you have to take um to get there and as we know there's uh you know tax um tax benefits to becoming a homeowner Mm -hmm. um as opposed to renting when you're renting that money is going down the drain you know It's going down the drain. You're paying that to someone else. You might as well um, Whereas, Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it's not like um, owning your home, you no. know, because you're, you're paying uh, that loan known as a mortgage. You're giving the bank that mortgage. Um, to, that's yours. You, you're paying to own that. You know what I'm saying? And I have worked with clients who mortgage or loan, I should say, was was paid off. So they received that mortgage. Um, That home was paid off and they were able to put that home on the market and all the proceeds, there was no mortgage to pay off. So, Mm -hmm. you know, they received monies for their home to purchase their second home, you know, a, a nice amount and able to save and you know, have money in in their uh, account, you know, and I've seen people, um, I've worked with clients who, you know, were looking for a starter home for their their child, who is an adult now, Mm -hmm. you know, so they're giving back. So I I always tell people I believe in generational increase. So, you know, that's generational increase, generational wealth to be able to purchase that, that has to be a good feeling to just go out as a parent and purchase, you know, your child, um, their first starter home. Yeah. And it's something that you don't want to rush into because like we've said, it is a big purchase. It's your biggest investment that you're going to make in yourself, probably in your lifetime. There are a lot of steps and it can be overwhelming, but that's what we're here for at Century 21 Realty. Help you get through the home buying process in a smooth, effortless, and seamless manner and timely manner. We're here to make sure that the process is easy for you, make sure it's not stressful, and get you the most amount of money and bang for your buck possible. And 
I would just lastly say before we end this podcast here that if you're a first-time home buyer, uh, don't rush into it. You know, make sure you're ready. It's a big decision, and you want to take your time and make sure you're not rushing into anything. Make sure you're comfortable with the decision you're about to make and do your due diligence before making an offer on any home or signing anything because that is proper. Uh, Lena, anything you would like to say before we head out of here? Um, yes, I was going to say yes, because once you sign, everything you said is absolutely correct. Um, once you sign on a dotted line, that's it. You know, yeah. that that's your home, you know. Um, so you want to take your time. Don't rush. Um, you know, look at the bigger picture. Have a plan in place. Um, we know it's always good to uh, plan ahead. Um, yeah. And there is a saying, if you uh, fail to plan, you plan to fail. fail. So, yes. yeah, you want to have a, a plan in place. And uh, Danico and I, um, we're agents here at Century 21 Signature Realty, located in Grand Blanc, Michigan. And that address is 8311 Park Office Drive. Um, and if you have any questions, uh, please feel free to call the office. They will connect you to us. And that number is 810-695-3200. So I want to thank uh, Danico for inviting me. This is our uh, first podcast and it will not be the last. So if you guys have any questions, please feel free to uh, chime in or connect with us here at the office and they will direct, um, direct your call to us. And I know you mentioned um, with that settlement statement and I forgot um, to mention, I think we covered everything too, but you will also see on that purchase agreement, most agents will hold uh, $300 for a water bill, you know, cause you will get a final read and that title company um, will pay that water bill off and send you the difference. Or if you pay that water bill off, all you have to do is bring your uh, proof uh, to the title company and they will um, reimburse you that, um, that amount. Uh, normally we see the, the norm is about, you know, $300 as withheld, but you will be reimbursed. And if they pay that water bill, if you ask them, hey, pay it or I'll take care of it. Either way it goes, they will um, reimburse you, be it the difference. So I think we may have covered everything on that um, except that. So I just wanted to uh, bring that up. You're welcome. Yeah, everyone appreciates that. Yeah, thank you for taking the time, Lena. If you guys, like she said, would like to reach out to us at Century 21 Signature Realty, all the information will be linked at in the, in the description below, make sure you guys check it out if you guys are interested in moving, relocating, buying, or selling. We do it all here at Century 21. And with that being said, I'm Danico Tart. This has been Lena Hunter. And we will see you guys in our next podcast, or in my next podcast. Peace out. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. All right. Uh, that was great, Lena. I appreciate it. Okay. You're welcome. No problem. Thank you for having me. Yeah. What you What you think of it? I think it went good. It sounded good too. So I'm excited to um to check that out. Yep. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate it. Uh, you're welcome. Thank you. Bye. Bye bye.